tell me, because a lot of people mightn't understand exactly what happens when you do DNF a race. DNF did not finish a race. Sorry, just in case I'm yes. just going over the top of that. Where did you come off and then how did you get back to the bus? So when you don't finish a race in Belgium, <laughs> uh, which happens, it, generally you find yourself in this no man's land um, and pretty much all the Belgian races just sort of race back and forth over each other. So you sort of lose your sense of direction. Um, and once you get dropped, if you're only three or four minutes behind the front of the group, the sad wagon, I'm, I'm pretty adamant that that guy still wants to see the bike race. So he's more than happy to go past you. And he's like, oh, you out of the race, sir? And you're like, yeah, I'll, I'm just going to, okay, no worries. Just goes straight past you, you know? And you're like, I mean, I'm only like, I just got dropped, you know, like a minute ago. Um, and then the next minute, then there's a local guy riding next to you. Like, oh, yeah, you want to see the final? Well, come with me. Huh? <laughs> so that's when we had COVID times. But now it's, uh, now no one's there. So you sort of lost. But no, nah, generally what I, I, I just pulled out and I found a team car quite quickly and, um, and got in that. But uh, there's been some moments where I've been riding around for a lengthy period of time to find out where the, um, where the finish is, but uh, that was all right. Unfortunately for you, I think I know my way around there better, which is not necessarily a good thing because I've had to find my way home from more races than you. So <laughs> keep, keep being yeah. lost because that's a good thing because it means you're still en route. Um, that's that's true. I've, I've always thought about getting back in the race, you know. It just comes by so many times. G'day guys, welcome to Talking Luft. You're just hearing from Luke Durbridge there, talking about the classics. The classics are over. We recorded that right in the middle of the classics. Go back and listen to that. That's over at the Cycling Podcast. I've got a cracker of an episode coming up for you, Talking Luft with Durbo. And yes, you might be saying, Durbo's already been on Talking Luft. Yes, I'm aware of that. So I went, all right, let's do it. Let's do Talking Luft times two, new questions, new format, and I went for it. It was pretty funny. It's very funny. Sit back and enjoy this one because I loved recording it. I love listening back on it. It's a bit of a laugh. Enjoy, guys. All right, here we are. This is Talking Luft, round two, rehashed, because we've already heard Durbo's Talking Luft original, I thought we'd try the new Talking Luft out on him. You ready? Yep, hit me with it. So I'll just explain it. It's five topics. Style and clothing, food, rituals, culture, and about you. And then there's some little questions underneath that. You ready to look? Sounds lift? good, mate. I'm ready to luft. I got enough luft on my hair if you see the video right now. It's not bad. <laughs> right, let's start off. Style and clothing. We've got to start with this question. How do you wear your cap? And you've had some time yep. to rethink about it after your last question last time we spoke about this. How do you wear your casket? Is it forwards? Is it backwards? So on and forwards. so forth. I wear my casket forwards 
with luft and down, cap down, um, peak down. Have you so, only introduced the luft part since learning about luft? I've been more inspired to wear a hat, I will say, yes. Because if you had seen me when I wear a hat, I have quite a long face. If you put a small little hat on my head, it elongates my head to be even longer than it is. So I just I generally avoid wearing hats. I often wear my hair and wear the glasses on my forehead. That's what I normally do always. So sign-ons, everything like that, I wear the sunglasses middle of my forehead and hair because sometimes a cap just makes me look like a tall pin head. <laughs> All right. Arm warmers over or under? So on the sleeves of the jersey, do they go over the jersey or do they go under the sleeves? Is that a question? Yeah. Come on, that's it's under. Under the jersey, no? It's over. No, it's not over the jersey. How do you get them down then? Just rip them down. Pull them down. How do you get them back? What do you do when you pull them back up then if it gets cold? Or you just pull your jersey up and you put them in. Put them oh, over yeah, the you end. roll your jersey over your shoulders <laughs> and then neatly roll it back down in the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, the, have you seen arm warmer technology lately? It's incredible. Just slides in, slides back up. Amazing. Gloves I or no gloves? Over. Uh, racing, gloves always. Training, uh, mostly no gloves, no. Socks over your leg warmers or under your leg warmers? Under. Oh, that's bullshit. I've never worn them over. Yes, you have. You're the reason why I put this question in. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I will say... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't... No, 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 no. Most of the time, I'd say I wear them under. But I have... When I was in my junior years, I used to wear them all the time over. When did you graduate from juniors just a few weeks ago? <laughs> Did you see them over the top the other week when riding? Yeah. <laughs> Must have been the socks. I might have wanted like, I don't know. But most of the time I'd say that they're under. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, glasses over or under the helmet straps? Over. Race suit or Nixon jersey? Uh, I'd say like 70-30. Most of the time, Nixon jerseys, 30% of the time, I'll put a race suit on if it's a flat crit or something. Because at the moment, yeah, depends. Depends. But I'd say 70% of the time, I wear Nixon jersey. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Food. Pasta or rice? Pasta. Normal breakfast or pre-race breakfast? And by pre-race breakfast, I mean eating dinners at breakfast, a aka <laughs> rice and pasta. <laughs> Uh, normal breakfast. I can't do the whole yeah. sit down to a pasta feed. Like, it's not right. Favorite race food, as in the food that you take in your pocket and you see it in the bus, you go, oh, yeah, nice. Bass cakes from uh, from Osco, South Swanier from the Bass Country. They're like this custard tart thing. They're like, oh, they're amazing. Like, I eat like four in the bus before I even start the race. Food room, are you a food room guy or are you not? And if you do go to the food room, what do you go to to get from the food room? Wait, let me just explain what the food room is before you go to that. Food room is yep. one dedicated room in the hotel where you get back to the hotel and 
it's cyclists are hungry dinner's probably not for another hour it's like well how can i even make it to dinner i better go to the food room it's a room that's just full of like snacks <laughs> yeah so are uh you- i'd say most of the time no but i have ventured to the food room and if i do venture there i'd get a protein yogurt maybe or a maybe a bowl of cereal but yeah very rarely moving on rituals at the end of a stage, there's sometimes the option to go when they want to speed things up, bus or car. No way. Never going in the car. It's such bullshit because the, the DSs always go like, hey, yeah, need four riders in the car quickly. They're going to get back. They're going to have their massage done and then the bus will arrive. And you're like, no, I'm going in the bus. Anyway, there's one rider who always goes. Somewhere he gets pressured into it by the DS or he feels bad or he's neo pro or something and he just gets in the car and he drives back and then as he pulls into the hotel, the bus just like pulls in behind the car <laughs> and the guy gets out and he's just like, you've just been laying on the bus, chilling <laughs> out and he's just been cramped in the car and he gets out and he's just like, did you guys get back just now? And you're like, yeah, you're like, mate, amateur. So I'm a bus man. That's so true. Everything you said then is exactly true. <laughs> So much stress for nothing. What seat anyway. on the bus do you go for? And do you have the same seat every time? Does it like piss you off if people take your seat? Uh, yes, I have the exact same seat every time. I'm the back seat. Um, we have two different buses. So I have one back seat around the uh, one of the, the good bus has a beautiful padded area with like a lounge set up at the back. And no one likes it because they get sick, but I don't get motion sickness, so I sit down the back. And it's just like generally now we've got seven starters. It's perfect. I'm alone most of the time, so I'm just like living the dream down there. And you miss the stress of the coffee machine where everyone sort of hangs out, like the directors sort of talking about the day or mm. just trying to like work out race programs or something. So um, I just like like to chill at the back. But the only downside is that when we get the old bus, it's like a locker room. So pretty much there's no windows. It's literally the shower room and you've got to rip off that cushion off the wall that you lay on. But I'm like, look, if I'm a backseat person, I'm a backseat person through and through. So I'll take the good with the bad. It's the only problem is when you get the old bus for an entire grand tour, you really do flick yourself. <laughs> yeah, because you're peaceful room becomes the full bathroom at some point doesn't it <laughs> yeah. everyone's up there naked getting six guys back there having a shower yeah <laughs> but you know you take the good with the bad best and worst roommate uh oh well mitch i'd say you're my best roommate yeah we had some good yeah yeah a lot of time it was good i you are uh, you and swain i would probably say my two favorite roommates um, Swaino, obviously, as you've heard from all the podcasts, tells some great stories and just a general great guy to have around. Uh, worst roommate. Ooh, I don't know. Let's throw anyone in the bus. You don't have to say Slow. the person. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He's just pointing at his roommate right now as we do this podcast. That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's not true. <laughs> You don't have to say it. That's fine. Mine just comes to mind. No, no. What I what I do don't like is the 
the the early to bed. Like I don't go to bed late, but the guys were like, "Yep, night, mate." And like, oh, I'm not ready to go to bed for another three hours. He's like, "Yeah, no, that's cool. You just do your thing. I'm just going to go to bed." And you're like, are you, "I can't." It's eight thirty. Like, what what are you doing? And then like they the lights are sort of off, and then you're in this like silent mode for the next two hours before you get ready for bed. That really shits me. It is so, a weird um, thing. It is a really weird thing to think that we still share rooms. Um, our team stopped sharing rooms now because of COVID times. And I actually thought that it was going to be a bad thing, but it is really glorious. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would be after a while. Like you, like you said, there was more energy at the dinner table because you haven't seen your roommates, eh? Mm. Mm. Nah. Speaking of dinner table, last one for rituals. How do you pass the salt at the dinner table? I've had a few Italians in my time in teams, so I just pass it and put it down the table just to sort of keep everyone helpful. I don't hand it hand to hand because, I don't know, just just had too many Italians in my teams over the time. I just give it down and just do it that so I don't offend anyone. I what, don't really care. What but... Luke is, yeah, in case anyone doesn't know, Italians, yeah, you can say 99% of Italians do that. And actually, a pretty strong 50% of all other writers believe in it, this whole superstitious thing with the salt. And if you ask for the salt at the dinner table, it needs to be passed across and put down on the table and not passed hand-to-hand in case you knock it over and salt falls out. And then the next day, you will definitely crash in their eyes or just anything that happens will because of that salt that fell over. And it was a funny story yeah. today. Edmo asked for the salt, and it's actually funny to say that. And uh, Alex Edmondson asked for the salt, and um, he put his hand out. I passed him the salt, and as I go to get it, he sort of tries to grab it out of my hand. That's sort of like maneuver the salt away from his hand and like place it in front of him. <laughs> and he's, he's like, "What was that about?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it. Just take the salt." <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other superstitions? Um. I used to touch wood a lot. Like I had a piece of wood like stuffed in my helmet. Um, Boone had had that too. He sort of like anything bad in the bunch, he'd sort of tap the back of your your uh, your helmet. Um, I don't. I have, but I sort of stopped doing that because I started taking my hands off the bars down the hill, touching the back of my helmet. So that's not mm. really that. So, um, but what I do do now is I I wear wedding ring when I race, and I, I just tap it on my bar at the start of the race. I don't know why I do that. I've just been starting doing that since I've got it. I just like the sound, but now I sort of have to do it now. Um, so I've just continued that on, just tap that on the carbon, and then you're into race mode more or less. So mm, sort the of old wedding ring on the carbon superstition. Yes, yeah, it's quite a common one. Uh, yeah, just I don't know. It's just it's a habit. It's like if I don't do it, then it's some sort of bad luck is going to come. So. All right, moving on to the next topic: culture. Favorite rider of all time. Oh, that's a tricky one. Favourite rider of all time. Oh, man. That's that's hard, man. That's really hard. Give Uh, me one. It doesn't have to be the pinnacle. Give me one of the top ten. Gilbert. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that crosses over with the next question. Favourite rider right now. Oh, yeah, still riding. So, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> All right. How are you? I'm a big fan. Big fan. Like, uh, the way he raced, the way growing up, seeing him race, and then obviously then racing with him and against him and how he went about things is just like 
just such a racer, you know. Mm. Like he's sort of doing what he's to do what the the cross guys are doing now, just sort of take it to it and always an opportunist and um and a really super nice guy. So uh yeah. So Bear's a big fan. What's the best moment in a race? Best moment in a race? Yeah, like you know how races have typical flows and you know, ninety percent of the time they sort of fit along a certain mould. What's the best moment in a race? Is it like clipping in neutral zone? Is it oh one K to go? Whew, made it. Is it feed zone? Is it that moment when you get to actually unclip, take a pierce and the race the break's gone? Is it making the break? Is it what is it for you? The best moment in a race? I'd say it's two two moments. One is the break goes social side. If you get to have a nice quick chat with someone. I really enjoy that. Like the break's gone, you get to chat from someone from another team, maybe come have a chat with you or something. Just like five minutes of just outside your bubble from your own team of just catching up, um, which I really enjoy. And then I actually like when the when it's first selections made or like that really hard moment and the race has just gone to shit. And you actually just all you have to worry about is just going hard at that moment. You don't have to worry about any sort of tactics or you don't have to worry about any sort of positioning or you literally all you have to do is just like go as hard as you can. I look forward to that moment because then it's actually easy by then because it's pretty much just simplifies it all. Mm. And they could be like, I've just got to hold on for as hard as I can up this climb or I've just got to push this wind for my teammate until this corner, you know, or I've just got to go as hard as I can from the bottom to the top of the climb. Like I know that's, it sounds horrible, but it it is very nicely simplified mm. where there is so many other elements of it shouldn't be doing too much here, shouldn't be doing too much there, got to worry about position there, got to worry about this. Where This is literally just A to B as far as you can. Are you good enough? Are you not? Are you good enough? Not. And then once that's over, then, then it's over. But that moment there, I think, is, is quite good. Worst moment in a race, same theory. Same theory. Worst moment is oh, worst moments. Group pedo with 170 category. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> First climb of the day, you're out the arse and you realise that today could be going home. Last one on culture: cobbles or gravel? Cobbles. All right. About you. Headphones or no headphones? And that could mean training, that could mean in the bus, that could mean walking along the street. Are you a headphones guy? Uh, no, not, not, not training. I'd say I've got like a speaker if I really want music, um, but I don't like uh, having anything in my ears when I'm out training. Um, generally, I won't train solo. So that's never a problem for me. <laughs> so I don't have anyone not to be talking to. Um, so I generally avoid headphones. I have recently purchased some noise cancelling headphones that go over my ears, but I kind of feel like I'm sort of someone out of the NBA now. Like I don't really, so it's not me, you know, just rocking around with big headies on. You get like so, um, by Dre, like fluoro <laughs> yeah. yellow. Bought some Jordans and, and, and we got some Beats. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, but I have been enjoying the silence they do give you. But no, I don't. I, I would say most of the time, I'm just uh, 
non-headphones really and what are you listening what are you listening to when you do have them on when i'm when i do have them on i, I generally listen to just current stuff from a triple j which is an australian um radio station back home i have that on pretty much most mornings and listen to pretty much whatever there's whatever's new and up and coming from out of australia on that channel pretty much do you read books or watch netflix in the hotel room or on the bus uh both i mostly i'd say mostly read but then if there's a series that someone's really recommended because i won't go through netflix because that just shits me like i just the amount of crap on there but if you've told me like you've got to watch this show i'll go and download it and like watch it for example did you um, see the tiger woods doco i did i did mm, that's good that was good that was good so yeah i do i do i'd say I do half and half i watched the formula one uh series three just before that's one i've been watching and then i'm also reading a classic jack the reacher at the moment too so nice BWS, beer, wine, or spirits? Uh, beer in summer, wine in winter? No. Fuck. BWS. <laughs> BWS. That's bullshit. Um, I'd say wine. <laughs> okay. CCC, cake, cheese, or chocolate? <laughs> you had a lot of fun doing this though um ccc was it cake chocolate or cheese yeah <laughs> oh, i'm gonna go cake I don't know. you're a wine and cake man i knew, I knew like, you'd be weird like that i don't know like i eat cheese as well like it's just what if what do you what if i just say i like all things luxury so i'll eat all of them <laughs> Uh, all right last question espresso or filter coffee uh, uh, espresso beautiful mate well i don't know what do you think of the new format i, I did enjoy it it's 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 quite on the spot i mean i'm, I, I'm eating wine and cake and i put my arm warmers over my socks and <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, anyway mate so, thanks yeah. for talking Luft good chatting with yeah. you here we go what do you think talking Luft number two with Dervo I want to hear your feedback do you like it do you not like it do you like the old format do you like the new format I'm not going to use the new format with every guest only with guys that I've done or maybe I think that it'll work with them because I think the original talking Luft is just a good one for pros maybe non-pros who are staff or whatever it sort of works with everyone it's a it's a good one but this is funny too i i, I had a lot of fun doing it with dervo it was it was fun getting into him when he tried to sort of sneak around some of the questions there of course i want to say thanks to lara who's helping me out here at life in the peloton we're getting things done putting the episodes up get over to the cycling podcast if you haven't heard the full episode with Durbo and I or if you haven't heard all the episodes this year there's some great ones across there I spoke to Robin McEwen last time before that I spoke with Tom Scully before that I was speaking with my team trainer and so on and so forth get over there and listen to those episodes Talking Luft is here next week I'm speaking with Tom Pitcock over on the cycling podcast so have a listen at that and also there'll be a Talking Luft with Tom Pitcock here so 
Guys, until then, stay tuned. Send me that feedback. Love hearing from you. Thanks for listening.